I always say I weaseled my way <laughs> my way in, but now I'm going to say I paved my way into product. Um, I've worked with the same company for almost 14 years now, and I started off as a receptionist and um, kind of built my way into different positions there. And I saw an opportunity with one of our products open up, and I think the title at the time was project manager. And I swooped in on that as soon as I could. <laughs> and over the years, as I started in that role, I learned more about what actual product managers do and you know their role in that whole situation. So I started taking classes, navigating that a little bit differently and positioning myself more as a product manager and eventually ended up requesting for my title to be changed to product manager to help kind of facilitate that path a little bit further. You're listening to Product Manage Her, the podcast dedicated to creating a safe space for women in product management careers. From breaking into product to real life stories, our hope is to provide an authentic look into product management from a woman's perspective. And I'm your host, Blair Presley. Let's dig in. I met Alicia when she was a student in my general assembly class, maybe two years ago or so. She was already a product manager, but I had no idea that she'd worked her way up into product management from being a secretary at the company. So when people talk about pivoting into product and how it's impossible, I love to highlight Alicia's story because it's just like one of perseverance and overcoming imposter syndrome and all the good things, all the feels. So looking forward to sharing Alicia's story with you. Let's dive in. I did not have a normal entry into product. I'm not really sure if anyone really does, but I kind of, I always say I weaseled my way, <laughs> my way in, but now I'm going to say I paved my way into product. Um, I've worked with the same company for almost 14 years now, and I started off as a receptionist and um, kind of built my way into different positions there. And I saw an opportunity with one of our products open up, and I think the title at the time was project manager. And I swooped in on that as soon as I could. <laughs> and over the years, as I started in that role, I learned more about what actual product managers do and you know their role in that whole situation. So I started taking classes, navigating that a little bit differently and positioning myself more as a product manager and eventually ended up requesting for my title to be changed to product manager to help kind of facilitate that path a little bit further. Alicia, I've known you for two plus years and did not know that. <laughs> that is awesome. I honestly didn't really think about it until this conversation came about and I was like, wow, I actually did that. <laughs> yeah, you did. I had no clue. So how long has it been? How long have you been a product manager officially? Let's say about almost five years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to ask you to think back if you can. Do you remember your first few months as a product manager and what that transition was like? Yeah. So uh, as I mentioned before, a lot of what I had to do was implementing product procedures on my own. So it was a lot of research. And what I did was look at my first 30 days in product. Actually, I would go on all the forums and, you know, LinkedIn and all the websites to kind of get an idea. And a lot of it for me was starting to really understand the product and our users. That was my first personal goal. Um, I work for membership driven organizations. So if the product doesn't meet our members needs, it's obsolete. So for me, that was my first really big charge when taking on the product 
in that role. Were there any resources that were particularly helpful for you? I know that you mentioned LinkedIn. I know that you mentioned like some of the blogs. Was there one that was, I would not be, would not have been able to do it without this particular resource? I want to say that I started off really um, with media articles from the medium. Um, it was very straightforward and it was written in a, in a sense where if you had no idea what product was or how to get started, it was a good place to be. Um, there's another site I think called Product Manager Exercises, which is more a little bit uh, critical thinking skills, but it really helped shift my mindset in terms of how I was thinking about product. Was that a really difficult time for you? Was it easy? Like, how was that transition you know, growing up within the company, convincing them that you are indeed a product manager and then taking that ownership? What obstacles did you overcome? What did that look like for you? To be honest, that's still something that I face on a daily basis. Um, I work obviously in a nonprofit organization, as I mentioned before, and we have rotating board members. And so I'm meeting new uh, people all the time, but even internally, I'm still referred to as a project manager sometime. And to me at first, that would be a little bit, um, not upsetting, but I was like, okay, I'm a product manager. I'm doing X, Y, Z. Why isn't anyone calling me a product manager, even though it's in my email signature and it sounds so petty saying it out loud, but it was something I felt like I fought for very, um, I fought for that. I really worked hard to make that possible. Um, and so I had to start using my voice a lot more and advocating for myself and explaining what I was doing and trying to loop in more of my team members to really explain, this is what I'm working on. These are the people I interact with, and this is how it affects the product. And this is how it affects our overall organization. And like I said, those conversations are still happening, but I kind of view it as like staff education in a way. Um, product is something I feel like that not everyone is really familiar with. Uh, you know, you don't see it on a lot of course syllabuses like at colleges. I know it's becoming more prominent, but it's something where people are like, well, product, project, product, project. They sound the same, you know? This is super common. This is super common. We often have to educate people within the organization and that surprises people. I know it surprised me at a point where I was hired to be, uh, I think at that time I was a senior product manager. And I presumed that the organization knew what that meant and the value that, you know, that role or I was intended to, to bring to that particular position. And I got a lot of resistance or question. I spent a large amount of my time educating the organization as to what product management was there to do. So not uncommon. Is there something that surprised you, maybe besides that, when you were breaking into product management? Yeah, I mean, uh, kind of moving forward after that, you know, after educating individuals, me setting, you know, those ground levels and that groundwork of what I what I do and, you know, my role, it wasn't enough for me to just say, this is what needs to be done. And that's something I've had to continue to build on. I know that you can't just say, oh, well, we need to do X, Y, Z. Providing context um, in those situations is really helpful, in my opinion, because it gives me the opportunity to provide more information to them and really show my skill set of 
okay, she has thought about this. Oh, there is a reason behind doing it this way. Where before I would, again, feelings would probably get hurt because I was like, again, why does anyone want to listen to me? Um, And having to go back and take the time to think about how I'm presenting those, you know, those key objects to staff was uh, very helpful in my opinion and something that took me probably a little bit longer than I'd like to admit to figure out. (laughs) Same, same on my end, right? Just finding ways to be more compelling. And since we have to influence so much more than, you know, other roles, it does take time to, to hone that. So what would you say helped you to figure that out? Like what was, your secret sauce or was there a mindset shift or something that helped you to get better in that area? Um, For me, it was a mixture of a few things, obviously building up confidence, kind of owning my product manager, her. I'm like, how do we even say that? I feel like I just screwed that up. (laughs) That's a good question. How do I say this? Product manager, manager, manager. It's like manager, but with like a little bit of extra emphasis on the her, I guess. I want to make it a thing. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Um, and I'm like, now I forgot what the question was. Yeah, like what mindset shift helped you to be able to find your voice and be more compelling, make sure that you were heard and respected by your peers? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's something that took time and effort on on my part and kind of coaching myself through times where, Maybe I wasn't feeling super confident. Um, that was something that I feel like contributed a little bit to maybe people not fully hearing what I was saying. Uh, so I tried my best to always lead with confidence and reminding myself, you are the product manager, you're doing this, things are moving, and giving myself some grace. And the more that I worked on that, it kind of just started to fall into place. And that sounds so cliche, but in reality, like I said, it's something I still struggle with. But those were my two key ingredients to just kind of propelling myself forward and being like, you know what? I'm doing it. Keep going. They'll get it eventually. (laughs) It's funny you say that. I feel that way about Instagram Live. Mm -hmm. I need to... I need to do more Instagram live interaction to reach more people, right? And I can't stand it. It's the weirdest thing to me. Like I much I would much rather talk to someone like I'm talking to you now, you know, as opposed to talking to myself live on air. It's just other people love it. It's not my jam, but I know that it's so helpful when I do. There's always someone who you know, slides in my DMs and it's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for sharing that. That helped me, that helped me, that helped me. But I guess you're telling me what I need to tell myself, which is I just need to do it. You're doing it. Keep moving forward. Do the thing that makes you uncomfortable. Um, And that's the only way that we'll get better at it. Yeah. I mean, one of my favorite quotes is from David Bowie and it's this whole concept of, you know, you're going into the water and as you keep going in, the second that your feet no longer touch the ground, you're about to do something incredible. And that's kind of what I try to imagine. I don't know if it's like an affirmation or whatever, but being uncomfortable, I feel is so key in product because in reality, I don't know if you really do get comfortable. And again, this is just speaking from my situation. It's fast paced. Things change like in a, in a minute, in a second, 
you know, you're going one direction and it's, and you have to pivot. And so accepting a level of, okay, this is uncomfortable. I'm probably going to be uncomfortable for a minute, but you know, go with it. I love that visual of the second that your feet no longer touches the water. Like there's that moment of I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And as soon as you just let go, like amazing things happen. Um, how do you know, how, how did you know, or how would you know that product management is for you? So for example, I often coach people that if you struggle with ambiguity, product management is probably not your jam. Or if you struggle with constant context switching, product management is probably going to be hard for you. It's not uncommon for me to like be in a meeting with the CEO and then be, you know, leading um, training with customer support or customer success 30 minutes later and then jumping from that to something else that has nothing to do with the two things that I talked about that morning. And it's not even 10 o'clock yet, right? So. If that context switching is a challenge, then product management might also be a challenge. Is there anything else that you'd add to the list? Yeah. I mean, in addition to context switching, you're working generally, in most cases, you're working with several different departments, several different key leaders from those departments. And, you know, it often changes uh, who you're connecting with, who the lead is. And so, if you're kind of someone who likes to be rogue and go your own way, I talk to so many different people from so many different teams in one day, which I love the collaboration. But if you're kind of just want to do your own thing, that would probably be something I would say maybe product wouldn't be a good choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see that. What advice would you give to a newbie then? Maybe let's say there's like a friend or a a sibling or something that's like, hey, you know, I'm considering getting into product. I'm really nervous. What do you think? What advice would you give them? So what I would recommend to my best girlfriend getting ready to go into product or, you know, anyone who's just considering it is, you know, obviously start off, give yourself some grace. It's not going to be something that you probably have seen before. It's going to be different. It's going to be new and just to be ready to go with the flow and, to be ready to learn. I mean, that's really one thing that I can't stress enough is like when starting with product, it's a learning curve. You're learning about something from like top to bottom, all the ins and outs. And that's, that's like my main thing is it's a whole learning process. And then that's being ready to learn. (laughs) Yeah, that's legit. I actually, I have a Slack channel. I'm pulling it up now. Um, with, past clients who are now PMs. So I coached a client who just snagged a new PM job. She's starting in a couple of weeks and she posted there yesterday. Um, she's like, I have an intro call with my future manager on Monday and wanted to know if you had any advice on one, what, what questions I should ask him and resources to ask for. And the channel like came through with a myriad of questions. Um, which was super helpful, like all the advice. So it's slightly different than like what you would consider if trying to break in, but it was very similar to your answer in that just be prepared to learn, right? Product management is not a role to me where you 
uh, are expected, especially straight away, to have all the answers. In reality, you're there to have all the questions. Yeah. Like my success, or I've done better as a PM, when I've learned to ask the right questions as opposed to feel pressured to deliver an answer the entire time. Even the interview process is like that. Um, if you think about the product sense questions that are all the buzz and all the rage on the internet right now, um, I'd argue that it's not always about having the exact right answer. They're just really curious about how you think. Yeah. I mean, that's a really great point is being ready to ask questions and not being afraid to ask questions. Um, I feel like often people can be in the mindset of I'm asking questions that implies I don't know what I'm doing. Right. And it, it really shows, no, you're interested. You want to know more. And again, like you said, you're asking the right questions. That's, I feel like product is about being curious, Yes. you know, totally. and that's a part of it that I really love is you get to have those conversations with other team, uh, with other teams, like exploring, well, okay, so, well, I noticed this. Why is that? Could it be done this way? It, it really just, it's like stimulating to me. It's exciting. You know, I love that collaboration and just the exploration of it. I completely agreed. And you shared the question that I ask all the time, which is why, why? And then also why not? Why is that the case? Why is that necessary? Why is that a big deal? Why can't we do it this way? Yeah. So when people are like, I know that I'm supposed to ask questions, but like, also what question? It's probably why. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And I love that. <laughs> probably some variation of why. I've, I was an inquisitive kid. My mother used to say to her friends, does anybody want a six-year-old? Does anyone want a five-year-old who has all the questions? Like, Super inquisitive, and it just never went away. Who knew that it would benefit me in my career as a product manager? Yeah, I feel like that's something that comes up in my personal life where I'll be asking, like, well, what about this? And what about that? My friends are like, okay, cool it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> same, same with my husband. I'm the, and it's a blessing. It's got to be so annoying to him because my go to question is, do we know that? Is that an assumption or is that a fact? Do we have any evidence to support that? Like, do you strongly believe that? Or is that just an assumption? And I credit that to product management because that's so much of what we do is try to figure out how we're maneuvering off of, off of an assumption or do we have evidence to support it that makes it a little bit more valid? Like, how do we validate that? So... I don't know. I don't know if product managers make the best friends or the worst friends. Time will tell. I think I make a great friend. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Tell me this. What about your experience as a woman in product? How has that been? Earlier in my career, it was very difficult. But the more that I became involved with high-level discussions, I I don't want to say I witnessed more challenges, but it became something where I was like, okay, this is a thing. I really need to evaluate how I approach situations uh, with this group. I work in an organization uh, and industry that's predominantly run by my men. And for a while I felt my voice wasn't heard. And that may have been in part myself that I wasn't exuding confidence and, you know, moving forward with that. But at the same time, again, it comes down to 
I felt like I had to prove like, I am the expert. You need to listen to me. <laughs> you know, it was a, it was a challenge and it, it still is to this day um, that I kind of have to navigate. Yeah. I think your story is super relatable, particularly when working in an industry that's male dominated. I have had 5 PM corporate roles and at least two of them. Yeah, at least two of them were like strongly male, them strongly male dominated. So, um, yeah, that resonates with me a ton. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to put it fully on on the men, but it is something that it's just, you know, I feel like often in meetings you hear you'll say something, and then ten minutes later a man would say it, and you're like. I literally just said that. <laughs> like, <laughs> hello. But again, like those situations, while not ideal, I feel like it's pushed me to be like, yeah, I, yes, I totally agree with that. It's very, you know, I'll kind of be like, I kind of just said that. Adding on to this, you know, I, maybe that's a little bit forceful on my part, but sometimes I feel like, uh, mm. I'm going to insert myself in this because I know what I'm talking about and I'm not going to take a back seat because I feel uncomfortable right now. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And you're not being forceful on that. You're not. I, I have a, a same uh, of a similar um, style. Like, I'm glad we agree. Yeah. I'm glad we agree. Moving <laughs> up to the next point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. What else? I don't even have anything else on my list. This has been so good. Is there anything else that you feel like you'd want to share that you just want to get out about product? What else do you think that people should know? You know, especially, obviously, I didn't have, I don't like, again, I don't feel like there's a normal pathway into product. Um, but I'd really just stress to not get discouraged. And this is something I remind myself of daily, just looking at job postings and, you know, seeing some of the, the big time product managers who I love to learn from, but sometimes it can be intimidating where I'm like, oh, like, I don't, I'm not doing that. Or what are they talking about? And using it more as an opportunity to, again, learn, build your skill set. Um, no two product managers, in my opinion, are the same. We all have strengths and weaknesses that we can learn from one another and I would really just challenge everyone to push forward and not let that inner critic or, you know, I don't have the right experience, stop them from doing anything within product, go for it. Again, product's about exploration for me and, and learning. So that's my, my kind of go-to with that scenario. <laughs> I love that. I have a random question for you. Yeah. Habit. Are there any habits that you have honed since you've been a product manager that have been really helpful for you? <laughs> I, I've always been kind of like an organized nerd <laughs> in my own right. Um, but organization, from my standpoint, is key. Um, I don't have access to a lot of funds for super cool products to help with that um, in our organization. So I've really honed my skills and like Google, uh, Google sheets and just Google drive in general. Like that's kind of my go-to to share stuff with my team. Uh, I, <laughs> it's kind of like my superpowers, you know, making a lot out of 
not a lot of cash. <laughs> I love that. I love that. To that end, if you were to create a product, if I just gave you or someone just gave you unlimited resources, what product would you create? Could be anything. That's actually a really tough question because I feel like there's so many things that I want to improve or change for even just like current products. But, you know, a passion for me is um, women's shelters. I would want to create something to support women who need that resource, um, whether it's connecting them with the tools they need to get a job. Um, I feel like, again, everybody always kind of defaults to apps. And so in my mind, I'm trying to think, how could I do this without making it an app, even though apps are great? No hate on apps. But I feel like I just would want to create a resource for women in need to easily connect with resources to be like dropped off at their home or connect them with a shelter. I can't tell you in this moment what that would look like, but that's my, my why and my what I'll say. No, that makes a ton of sense. That's a really strong passion point of mine as well. And I think it's totally worth exploring. Alicia, thank you so much for taking the time. This has been so fun. I appreciate you for sharing your insights. I love that you um, we're super candid about like how you got into product and no, it wasn't the traditional route, but yes, you've been a product manager for five years. So I like, take that world, you know, so um, kudos to you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a lot of fun and hopefully some of what I said resonates with someone out there. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show today. I'm Blair Presley and you've been listening to Product Manager. If you'd love to engage more, head over to productmanageher.com, where you can find show notes, more podcast episodes, and insights on how to break into product management. Engage with me at Product Manage Her on Instagram. That's product, M-A-N-A-G-H-E-R. And if you love the show, do me a favor and subscribe, rate, and review so that others can find the show too. Thanks a million. Talk soon.